Okay, I'm back and I'm re- we're recording. All right, so today on this lovely last day of July, okay, we are here and we have a very good interview today with Stan Abrams or Abrahams, depending on how you pronounce it, Stan Abrahams from the lovely state of Arizona. Stan, just hit star six on your phone and then we can hear you. Star six and unmute yourself. All right, I'm back. There he is, the man, Miss Legend. So, Stan, oh, thanks very much for taking your time out today. Tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been in real estate, all that good stuff, please. I got in way back, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2004. I actually got my license in 03, and I was working another job and uh, and jumped in in 04, took a kind of a leap of faith. And um, I had a neighbor that uh, knew that I didn't like my job, so he said, hey, why don't you uh, come work with me? And, uh, you know, we'll have some fun and make some money. So I took a chance, came in. Um, what was that? That was like uh, August of '04. I got in. Uh, mm-hmm. He would have me uh, go door knocking. i door knock about. Nice. Uh, he, he was doing short sales back in those days, which nobody knew what short sales, mm. you know, before. Who heard of short sales? And um, right. we about 70 letters we'd mail out i'd go door knock like 12 of them they were all over town and you know phoenix is a pretty big place so yeah. i drive about 10 miles door knock and what was interesting was the few people that i got to speak to would show me a stack of letters that other people had mailed them and they said you know mm-hmm. you're the only one we stopped by yeah so um I thought that was kind of interesting for anybody that's thinking about door knocking. Um, people call all, I mean, I get spam calls all the time. Hey, do you want to sell your house? I get text messages, but I think there's a lot of value to seeing somebody face to face. Anyway, just hmm. that for a while, about one deal a week, uh, but financially it wasn't helping me out. So, um, you know, I've been with Charlie, by the way, since, um, since the beginning. Um, and, uh, he, uh, and my manager back then said, hey, why are you uh, – I, I, I make like $1,000 a deal. That was it. And I was having a hard time making ends meet. In fact, I think we had to put our mortgage payment on a credit card at one point. So, wow, it was, it was a little rough going. You know, you know, my wife's a teacher, and as you know, teachers in Arizona don't get paid a whole lot. And I had two mm-hmm. kids. So, um, so I, I – uh, I, I work with uh, an older lady that was looking to, you know, she needed some help. And you know, she said, you know, Stan, come work with me. I'll split everything with you 50-50. I'm like, really? I'm only getting 1000 bucks on all these deals I'm getting. <laughs> I'm like, it's a no-brainer. So, yeah, so she took me under her wing, uh, Lima Perkins. She's like my second mom. I mean, oh, unbelievable cool. for me. So, you know, Rick, I know I'm jumping ahead now, but I'm a huge believer in having somebody mentor you when you're first starting out. I see so many agents come in and just fail Mm. because they feel like they're by themselves. And, you know, if if it's about the money, trust me, you're going to make money later on. But the first year or two, you know, pair up with somebody. That does some business. Now I'm a guy that learns from doing stuff. So if I'm, if everything for me is just theoretical and 
you know, me listening to somebody else doing it, I don't learn. I learn by doing so. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you work for somebody that has a lot of transactions, then you pick up stuff and you learn. So anyway, that, right. that's just the way I learn stuff. But I, I really don't know why more people don't um, pair up with a, with a team or, or a mentor. Um, gosh, that was in 04. Uh, I think I was rookie of the year that year, if I remember right. Um, and then, nice. uh, and then we of course had the downturn in 2000. What was that? Eight. Seven eight. That's yeah. A, yeah, seven eight. And Alima had um, she had some connections with a couple of banks, and I would I'd be doing all the correspondence for her, and so the banks got to know me, and when the market started tanking. That's when you know they would send me stuff, and uh, you know, in a way, I got I got kind of lucky that she was there to to help me along. And you know, I'm a I'm a worry wart. I I think of the worst case scenario too many times. <laughs> she would tell me yeah. <laughs> you're like spending way too much time thinking about the worst thing that can happen. Ninety percent of the time, every, all of your fears never come true. So why don't you just stop wasting your time thinking the worst thing's going to happen? Just focus on right. the right stuff, and you'll be fine. So it was it was nice having her talk to me about stuff like that. And and thinking back, I think you know, those kind of tips are really valuable because um, you know when you when you're brand new, you know you think you make lots of mistakes, you're not sure of yourself. It's, so it's nice having somebody like that help you. So the worst uh, market for a lot of agents were actually my best years. You know, we were, I was working every day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas mm. Eve. The banks didn't care if you had a holiday. They needed right. those reports. They needed me going door knocking, checking on properties. You know the, the movie, The Big Short? Yes. I was one of those guys going and door knocking saying, hey, bud, um, the bank just took over your house. And uh, we need you to move. So was right. We, uh, that was always fun, wasn't it? Yeah. And so John, my business, my current business partner, joined me uh, back in '09, I think. And um, he'd tell me, "Stan, what are you doing? Going back to these houses, going to the backyard, checking? You're going to get shot." I didn't care. Right. You know, my job was to make sure the home was vacant, and if it wasn't, you know, I mean, make sure it was because I had to go get a rekey. You don't want to rekey a home that's ba- that's occupied, so. We had a lot of adventures back in those days. Oh, God. Um, I remember those days. Then you did cash for keys, right? Hey, well, they'll just pay you to leave, right, cash for yep. keys. And, and then the banks. All that good stuff. And I had to front the banks the money. I had to front the banks the utility bills. One year, I had about over $30,000 in just utility bills they had to reimburse me. Yeah, it was, wow. uh, it was a lot of work. Yeah, you had to make it. You're almost like a property manager while you had the listing, right? Absolutely. And you didn't get a full 3% commission. But I'm so lucky I had it because a lot of agents didn't. But it was a lot of work. You put the work and the time in, you can make a decent living. We had over a listing. And I actually told LPS, that was one of the big service, one of the uh, REO providers, they asked me, how many listings can we give you a month i look around to john and uh 50. so i could have had i could have said 100 and i've had 100. 
I, I just didn't understand uh, you know, having a team concept, hiring more people. So, you know, that that, that was uh, great. I'm sorry. So, no, that's great. I, I love it. I love it. And then, and now, ever since then, like 2008 and nine, the business has changed a lot, hasn't it? It's constantly changing. I remember when I first met Mark Stark. When he came mm-hmm. to the office, and Charlie, our broker, introduced me to Mark and said, "Yeah, these you know these, these guys do a lot of REO business," and and um, and he goes, well, "I'm going to teach you how to go out there and uh, and get new business." And it was a totally different skill set I had, I had to learn after the REOs were done, because we went into right. doing some short sales. Um, one thing Charlie used to always ask me was, "Hey, how's your CRM going, Stan?" And I not say anything and boy I'm telling you anybody that's listening to this podcast you got to get a CRM you have to get your people into a system where you can keep track of them you can follow up with them because that's the goal mine right that's the biggest mistake. and that's kind of what you and that's kind of what you and John rely on now right mostly is your um, is your you know repeat referral Sphere of influence people, right? Yeah. Um, last year, 52% of our business came from our past clients. This year, so far, 68% of our business is from our past clients. 68%. Right. So we live and die by this, by past clients. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. and you know it, it's it's it, it's definitely a you know a progression. You started door knocking, filling your pipeline yourself, developed your sphere of influence. John joined you. I mean, you just kept expanding and expanding, and that's why you're in the position you're in. And now, that you know, the last few years, especially that you've been super consistent with that sphere, it's really paying off, isn't it? It is. It's uh, you know aligning yourself with good people uh, is another piece of advice that I would give. Like, you know, having, um, you know, partnered up with John, John is so organized. He's constantly, um, you know, refining my disorganizational skills. So I've got mm-hmm. a lot better um, after I've met John. I mean, I've known John for a long time. We used to work at Pizza Hut together. Um, I was his manager back then. And so we've, like, weaved in and out many, 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 many times. Um, and I work, then worked for him at Renner Center. Um, but... Yeah, uh, being organized, having a game plan, all that stuff, John's really helped me with. So kudos to him for, you know, um, making this a successful team. And it's just the two of us right now. So well, actually, we, we have Nick as well. He just joined us, but he's got a full-time job, so he's not able to devote a lot of time to this. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it really helps having somebody else that you 100% trust. When I'm on vacation right. – and it took a while. He would tell me, Stan, I got it. But I was so um, – I, I wanted to control everything. Right. It, it was nuts. But when you find somebody that you can trust, man, you, know, you can take vacations and take off, and you know that everything's going to be fine. Like he's going to Italy right. this Saturday. He's leaving for Italy for three weeks. Go have fun. I got it. Right. <laughs> that's great that that is a, that is a huge peace of mind when you can do that and uh oh, yeah. you know it takes trust takes time 
and you're right. You can't, it's like trying to control the weather, right? You can't control everything. But if you're consistent in your actions, you know, the kind of the business takes care of itself. And, of course, you're going to be professional with your clients and you want the best for them. But you can't control every little detail of the business. Uh, you're correct. And, and the only thing, you know, so we had, you know, we've had so many changes with interest rates going up. Uh, when, when did it start going up? May of last year when they started spiking up. But we still yeah. kept doing the same things regardless. We still, you know, we, we do about four or five events a year. We still plan for the events. We still invited our clients to the events. No matter what the outside world's doing, we're not going to stop doing what we're doing. Because there is yeah. business out and don't stop doing don't get depressed stop listening to the news or go on youtube and i checked the other day uh, on youtube the first nine articles if you type of real estate is about how things are collapsing and stuff i'm like really right <laughs> crazy it, it is insane um so check this out i pulled this up for you stan so check this out listen to this one minute. so march of 22 the fed raised at 25 basis points may half a point june july september and november 75 basis points um each three point seven fives in a row then another five another 50 basis points in december february of this year 25 basis points march 25 may 25 june zero and then 25 again so think about that think about that in the history of our business that's uh, it's never been done before not even half of that has ever been done before. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It, it is. But you know what's even more interesting is that there are still people that want to buy a home and sell a home. Oh, of course. Yeah. They're out there. So anybody listening, and don't let uh, the uh, negative people get you down. Right. I guarantee you those folks are out there. Um, and, I, and I always try to uh, have different sources of um you know, business. I I tend to do business with people I know. I, I really tend to, uh, I like doing business with people I know. It fosters our friendship, you know, and, you know, it reminds them of what I do. Because let's face it, not everybody's going to remember that you're a realtor. There's always somebody out there advertising. There's always somebody out there that's got a boatload of more money to put their faces on the billboards or on TV and be sponsors for the Phoenix Suns and all that stuff. I'm never going to outbeat those. All I can do is manage what I've got and stay in front of them. Right. Yep. The um, it's it's one of those things. So give us an idea. How do you do your business today? What's the main? You know, I know your sphere is a huge part of it, but you you know you said you're at sixty eight percent. Where's the other other thirty two percent of your business come from? From uh, referrals, the referrals from other agents. Um, we do some relocation stuff, uh, so we don't buy any leads. I used to. I used to spend about fifteen hundred bucks a month on Zillow leads. Mm. You know, it's expensive. How did that work for you? We were actually in the black on that, uh, but you know, Zillow changed their the way that they do stuff now, so we were in that program. Um, but we don't need that anymore. I'm looking at all different places. And we have a, a gentleman that um, is door knocking. Uh, and uh, we have 
with forming a partnership with this folk, he's not a realtor, to help us um, on the door knocking end right now. So um, I use, I get leads from my vendors. You know, I've got a pool guy, I've got a guy, excuse me, I've got an airplane guy, you know, I've got, a, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm always talking to our vendors saying, hey, who else do you know that we can help? You know, I, my hair at Great Clips, she told me, we were just passing, you know, making conversations. She said, yeah, we have a condo my husband wants to sell, but he's got this girl that he wants to hire. And, you know, so every month she's talking to me about this. I finally, hey, why don't you, why don't I, give me your husband's phone number. Let me call him. And guess what? About eight months later, I sold their condo. Nice job. You know, it's, okay, you, it's, you always have your antenna up, right? You have uh, that mentality of everything is an opportunity. Yeah, and it's, you know, you're, you're already doing business with them. So why don't you just right. uh, just ask? They may not know anybody today, but they may know somebody in two months. So I think so a lot true. of people forget that, uh, you know, uh, the more people, you know, it, it's it's the old thing. Like, uh, it, it's a numbers game. The more people, you, the more people you talk to, the better the odds of you getting a lead. Yeah. It, it is a total numbers game. I 100% agree. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I was in the business, I used to call that in the hunt mentality. Everybody, everywhere you go is an opportunity to talk about real estate, your car, your hair, the grocery store, you know, the dry yeah. cleaners. Everybody is an opportunity. You know, remember my line, everybody's a suspect <laughs> until they yeah, become yeah, a yeah. prospect and then they Absolutely. So you have that too. It's obvious. I mean, it, that's easy pickings. You already know the people. And yeah. I, I remember John, I was talking to John, your partner one time, and he said it, when it's July and August, he goes to the mall. You, you guys have a mall not too far from your office. Yeah. And he walks around with his open house flyers and so forth, p- passing them around inside the mall. <laughs> it's a great idea. You know, and there's so many ideas out there. You just go out there and do it. Just, Just don't. I see a lot of people that analyzes what they want to do all day and then just don't do it. Don't don't look for perfection. Just go out there and do it. You're not going to be perfect, but who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's no perfection. No. If you're waiting waiting for perfection, you're going to fail. Give us your top three. So I'm in business. I want to take it to the next level or I want to come out of the gate taught. What what were the three most important things you'd tell them to focus on? I mean, unless you've got previous previous experience, I would maybe get a mentor um, or work in a team okay. or something. Yes, you're going to give some money up, maybe 50% of your money or more. But the experience you're going to have, the uh, you know, you'll be working with different transactions. You can sit there, open houses. You can do, you can go through the uh, walkthroughs and all kinds of stuff. The inspections, that's valuable stuff. At least do that for a year. Number two. Right. I see agents focused only on commission. Big mistake. Oh my gosh, I'm so broke. It's a check coming. I mean, I get it. You got to you got to pay your bills, but I I think it's a bad idea to be focused only on commission. You know, when I show a house, Rick, I always tell my clients, "Hey, this is what I like about this house, and this is what I don't like about this house." Right. I tell them the good on every single home. And never tell nice. I like that. It's a great idea. Okay. And 
sometimes John goes, hey, um, when we're putting stuff in the sky, so hey, what's the commission on this? I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't even check. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, anything, but it's, I'm just being honest. If, if that's the right. home to climb, I don't care what I'm I do care what I'm getting paid, but that's not my first focus. I know if I do a great job and my clients know that I'm doing the best job for them, they will come back to me in the future. And more importantly, I hope they refer me out. That's where right. the gold is. And, you know, your clients yeah. referring folks. And, and the third item would be keep in touch, stay in touch. How do that? Right. Phone calls. You know, Mark Stark started this. Um, phone calls on your birthdays. So I, in my calendar, on my phone, I put down birthdays. And I call them. Or if I don't call them, I'll text them. Wish them a happy birthday. You know, people like that. Right. I know they I do. like it. I don't think anybody yeah. out there like to be called on or texted and say, hey, happy birthday. And there are people going, wow, Stan, thanks. You remembered, huh? So, yeah, I'm still here. That's right. Always keep- now, there was a time... There was a time that you got a little lax on your on your sphere of influence, but in the last, I would say, five, six years, you've really cranked it up, and that's made a huge difference, hasn't it, this consistency you're talking about? It, it has. Um, you know, for, for for so long, you know, we we were told, hey, you got to do an event, get people together. And my, in my head, I'm like, oh, gosh, how do I do that? I don't want to do that. I've never done that before. I'm scared. Well, we were, we did it. And after the first one, you know, we've done now two shredathons for shredding your documents. Mm-hmm. And we've done, we just did the ice cream social last week. That was the second annual ice cream social. We're going to have a partner up with a pet supply store, which incidentally, they're my clients. And uh, and I've got, a, my, my niece has got a, a Great Dane Rescue. We're going to partner with them, have a bring your dog to the park event when it's cooler. You know, they'll have groomers out there. You know, we'll give out some gift cards. Just getting to know more people and saying thank you to our clients. You know, I, we talked about getting a uh, a movie theater rented out. It's not expensive. Uh, that may have to right. be uh, when kids are out of school. And the holiday pie, that was a really good success last year. I saw people I haven't seen in years stop by to get a pie before Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, this is after Thanksgiving. This is two weeks before Christmas. Where'd you yeah. have it? In my office. Oh, we had people do this, and we had pies lined up. They just had RSVP. You know, it's uh, it was awesome. And you know what's funny is, before any one of these events, I'm, like, super nervous. Nobody's going to show up. Gosh, I don't know how it's going to go. And after it's done, I feel fantastic. I want to do right. it again next year. So if anybody's got questions about, hey, how do I hold an event, call me. Says, trust me. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that you don't have to be perfect. It's okay to be nervous, but just do it because your clients will appreciate you for it. So get them That's awesome. Team. team. Uh, do, always do what's best for your client because if they – even sense that you're all about the commission, they're not going to trust you. And uh, keep in touch. Get a mentor. Always do what's best for the clients. 
and then, and and, and then um, yeah, I love it. Okay, cool. Now, um, you now to set up the pies, them coming to get them, you had to like notify them well in advance, right? Give us a little bit of your numbers, like how many people showed up, that good stuff. I think it'd probably be good for them to hear that. Uh, we had 40, 50 pies um, that we ordered, and everyone, every single one of them got picked up. And nice. I noticed that uh, every event we have, not the same people show up. So we get which is perfect, pitch. actually. Yeah, because not everybody wants a pie. They might be on a diet, so they, they don't right. want all the. Not everybody has a dog, you know, or, or you know, when the shredding event happens, hey, they could be out of town. The ice cream, right? You know, we have a different group of people show up for the ice cream. Last year we had a lot of kids. This year we had all adults and and a few kids, but mostly adults. And I'm like, wow. This is really awesome because you, you never know it is really awesome. which event's going to touch that client. Everybody mm. you know, put in something different. That's awesome. That's awesome, Stan. Well, look then. Any final words? We're right at time here. So any, any final words you want to leave these lovely people? Yeah. You know, when the, when the market and the whatever the market is doing, if, if you constantly keep uh, focusing on getting new business, talking to people, you'll do all right. Don't don't let yeah. interest rates get you down. Don't let the tight inventory. Look, we all are in the same boat. Everybody has the same right. pond fish out of. Right. So, and, and constantly keep improving your skills. That's that's the other thing right. I would say. Attend meetings. Know what's that's going on. When, you know, awesome. You well, extra, Stan, I, I just want to say – go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just saying, when you have extra time, uh, figure out a way to improve your skills. Sharpen that axe, baby. I love it. Yeah. All right, Stan, the man, you're the best. Thank you very much Thanks. for taking your time out. Make sure you, sure you tell John for me, too, to have a great time in Italy. It's beautiful. All right? I and I will look forward to talking to you soon. Everybody else will do this again in a week. Thanks, Stan, the man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you.